0: We're back. We are back, everybody. Welcome back to the Fanalorian Club. Uh, I probably scared the daylights out of so many people, but I don't care.
1: Speakers. Star
0: Wars is back. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, it is our Star Wars review show here on Apocalypse Movies. Um, I'm your host, Jake Boleyn, and welcome to the Fandalorian Club. If you've never joined us before, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, to everyone who has joined us before, welcome back. Uh, we are very, very excited to be uh, returning uh, to the world, or to the galaxy, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, as Andor has finally premiered, we finally have a brand new Star Wars property to talk about. Um, and as per, and as usual, per usual, I'm joined by Mr. Brian Ablasino as mm-hmm. we are talking Andor for the next nine weeks. Nine weeks. Twelve episodes, nine weeks. Brian, how you doing, man?
1: Good. Can't wait till... Uh... We have more friends that get to talk with us, but for now, I think you and I will do. Well, for... Just yet, in case we disappoint people. I'm sorry, I'm excited. This is, I think, this is going to be one of the most fun shows to talk about because I think, just from what we've seen so far, like, I haven't heard a negative thing said once. So I would love to hear. Jacob's position on it so far geo key people we know uh but yeah I'm loving it so far can't wait uh but yeah you and I will do
0: I mean I hope so it's what people are here for right now our five viewers uh and look we're going to be diving into all three episodes from Andor today uh it was premiere day and there is a reason why they dropped all three at once clearly we're gonna be talking about them all it won't be directly like episode by episode uh it's definitely going to be a little bit of a zigzag conversation because there's a lot of things that blend into others um and it may not be as direct and like straight as we usually are talking about an episode because there are three to talk about Um, But we will get back on track as we get one episode per week starting next week. Uh, But to start things off, I will just uh, ask, and I'll join in in the conversation, obviously. Brian, look, this show has been talked about for a very long time. It is finally here. Uh, We got three episodes. What is your initial impression, reaction, and
1: uh, opinion of everything Andor? That this is Star Wars. Like... This is Star Wars. I, it's amazing. It, I you, so like we. I'll wake up early to watch like the She-Hulk episodes or whatever we're watching, and like even Marvel stuff. Like I'll, I'm like groggy, you know, just like barely remember the episode. I woke up at five o'clock this episode or five o'clock this morning to watch this episode earlier than I ever do. And I was like wide awake within like five to 10 minutes. If that, and it was, it didn't stop. Like when it, it ended, I went the first episode, I went, Holy crap. That was 40 minutes. Like this thing. Flew, flew. The pace is perfect. Catches you, and it just moves. It. I. I was like, okay, like, cool. I'm excited for it. This is good. This is already beyond anything I thought was good. like. I expected, like good to great this is amazing like and it, it's just you can tell i yeah we'll get into it but holy smokes uh this this might be the most star wars thing i've felt since i was little like this is this is 2000s prequel of star wars in my opinion like i feel like i feel like you get a whole different feel from the original trilogy. You get that like older nostalgic feeling. You get like the new feel with all of the pre uh, sequel like type stuff. This feels like prequel. Our era. And it comes, I, I don't know if it comes off of Obi-Wan because it was the same thing, but like I felt like I did learn when I was a little kid watching Little, little kid teenager whatever you want to call it watching star wars and i haven't felt this way for any of the new stuff except for maybe a little bit of obi-wan even obi-wan kind of gave me that new feel this feels like the prequels this feels like the prequels like that air like that like the quality that era that like just i don't know i get a very much that feeling i got when i watch those movies maybe it was just like the allure of like oh my god look at this like i don't know i don't know how to describe it it very i just a very much a feeling that i got when i first watched those movies as the church bells go off no that's that's fine i think uh
0: it's weird because i agree but i also do disagree in the fact that like this is obviously star Wars. Like it's very star Wars in the sense of.
1: I'll say um, political. You got that very, that strong political feeling. Even if I didn't understand it as a child, like you, where strings were being pulled and we haven't even gotten into politics yet. I'm getting that feel. Go, sorry. I'm going to cut you off. No, 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 you're fine. I, just uh, I was trying, I was trying to find
0: my words anyway. Um, I think the show is obviously very Star Wars in, in the sense of, like, kind of where the galaxy is at this point in time. Um, and we're getting to see very different uh, people and places in this show. We're going to be getting into some familiar stuff, obviously. But um, there there's a lot of Star wars things that are happening. But at the same time, I also think it's totally not Star Wars in the best way. Um, I, I think that... And that's not a knack... Like, I... I love the show. I think the show is brilliant. Um I've been looking forward to this show more than I have, I think anything Star Wars related since The Force
1: Awakens. Um You say that about every new show except for Bad Batch.
0: I haven't said that about any new show.
1: <laughs> I've not said tape. that about any new show.
0: Roll, roll, roll um the tape. I think uh I think that this is the most non-Star Wars thing we've gotten in a very long time. And that's the best thing it possibly has going for it, in my opinion. Um, it I've said this before about a couple things. And nothing specific because I don't remember exactly what. But it almost feels like the story was written. They had characters. They had this outline. And then they just planted Star Wars over the top of it um it does not feel like it was specifically written for star wars and i think that is playing to its strength it's a big advantage for the show um i think the writing is incredible uh it's so well written and i I see a lot of people complaining about the pace of the show and i think the pace is very well done for the type of show it is uh you're gonna have to realize that this isn't a show where you're gonna be getting um you know, space wizards and lightsabers and, and all that type of stuff. This is a show that is going to take its time with certain plot lines and take its time with conversations uh, because they are very meaningful. Um, and it's a gritty, serious, intense show that is a spy espionage thriller at its bones. And that's what spy espionage thrillers are. You know, like, of course, you think of a spy espionage thriller and you think of something like James Bond or whatever. That's not like those aren't the prototypical spy espionage thrillers. You know, there, there's a lot of different movies out there that capital capitalize on that genre a lot more. And that's what the show is kind of going after. It's, it's a show that um, is very smart in its moves and, you know, every piece of dialogue that is said has impact and, it feels like everything that every character is doing has a consequence of what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. And you don't get that with a lot of shows and definitely in star Wars either. Um, Every move, every word spoken, anything, it feels like there is an instant consequence of that thing. And that is like the stress level of what this show is going for and the story that it's trying to tell I mean, just in the first 10 minutes of the show, how it opened up. Um, and again, we're going to be in this show. We're getting into spoilers on episodes, so get used to it. Uh, but in the first 10 minutes of the show, we well, why see would Cassie, you be here if you're not? Well, yeah, we see Cassie and or blast a hole through someone's face like. Get used to it, people like that's the type of show we're getting, you know, that's not typically what Star Wars does, Um and they're showing us that they're one, not afraid to go there, but to a specific style and tone and feel has to be felt and told to be able to tell Cassie and Andor's story. Uh, he does not come from an easy place. Mm-mm. He comes from a very, very dark place. And they are showing uh, all of that in its glory. And I think it's been brilliant so far. And I
1: can't wait to see the next time. I really can't. Me too. I... Yeah. I'm very excited. This it's just so good. And I understand now why they went three episodes. Although I will say this, whoever is running Disney Plus you are a moron because if you're dropping it was almost it was about an hour and 45 minutes. It was a movie essentially. A movie a, a, a decent movie length. This show needs to it sh- if if they're doing something that long it should have dropped at like 9 p.m at the latest east coast would have gotten that midnight 9 p.m west coast instead i'm seeing people uh, on my twitter feed that are just getting to watch it now because of work like i get the whole like ruling the day but unless those people are wait if you're working in normal like Like I I work eight, about eight to four. Okay. That's majority of the day. You're probably just getting it to now. If you started it at four, you still have another half hour. Like it, I don't understand. I will never understand the logic of the midnight West coast time. I mean, if you're on the East coast, you didn't get it till three in the morning. Uh, So I, I don't understand it. Little things like She-Hulk, fine. 30 minutes, okay. That's a quick watch. But I I just, I don't understand it. I don't, I will never understand their thought process behind it. Like, eh, yeah. Like, I literally, I have friends in the Twitter, on my Twitter feed right now that are just saying, just finished watching Andor, it's great. Well, for you, yeah. On the opposite side of the world, yeah, you guys are great, but... Andy, you don't exist in this conversation. Yeah, it's... You, technically, did you start watching it on Thursday? Like, I, I mean... I, I don't know. Yeah, well, America's the one that's leading. It's not it.
0: America, Andy. It's America.
1: Yeah. It's Anyways, America. that's my We're little talking thing. about
0: America here, not America. America.
1: Yeah, America. that's just my, my little thing. That's probably the only gripe I have out of this whole entire thing is the fact that, like, people are literally watching it now uh, and so or like me i had to wake up five in the morning to watch it is it worth it absolutely and it honestly might be the most worth it thing i've watched including marvel in the morning like it's it it, it was amazing um anyways that's not here or there but going forward like i mean it's i got it's not that crazy it's not an, an almost two hours <laughs> no, I
0: mean, just to, just a quickly piggyback off, I th- I don't think I've ever understood the midnight release in any form, whether it be Star Wars, Marvel or any other streaming service that does it. It doesn't make sense to me like I get it. It's released on the 21st. You're dropping it at midnight. But to me, and we've talked about it, I do think that television shows the best TV show doing it right now is House of the Dragon. It's released yeah. at six o'clock on Sundays. Why can't it be six o'clock on a Wednesday night or something like That's just what television is. That's just what television is to me. Yeah. But uh, either way, either way. Um, Yeah. That's that's literally the
1: most negative thing I have about this whole entire thing is the time. And if that tells you anything, that's great. Like, if I'm complaining, if the thing I'm complaining about the most is the time the episode came out, by all means. Like, because there was nothing I didn't really, I don't think I could think of anything that I did not like in this show so far.
0: Yeah. And, and just for everyone watching, if you guys have um, questions or comments or like, uh, you know, kind of plot points that you want us to discuss, throw them in the chat. We'll get to them and kind of guide our conversation a little bit. You are more than welcome to do that. We'll make sure to piggyback off all of those. But Brian, I want to ask, you know, like there's we have three episodes to talk about. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things to talk about, maybe even some characters and stuff. Where do you want to start? What is the one thing? that you would like us to start with when it comes to Andor and its first three episodes. It could be a character, it could be a plot point, uh, it could be anything. Where, what do you think?
1: Um, I mean, I don't know if I want to hit this hit this first, but like... Why not? Star Wars is definitely not... This show especially is definitely doing um, some real world situations and putting it into their TV show. Like, I was talking to my co-worker today that also watched it and within these three episodes, like, they hit some, like, big like, themes real world things like literally uprooting non-native people and throwing them into just the well-established world and just like figure it out which happens all the time uh the one that really got me what that i went excuse me is in episode three where the patrol people just killed the guy and they covered up. He ran away and I went, oh, okay. Uh, what? You mean kill the guy or killed Tim? Tim.
0: That's what I met. Tim. Tim. Yes. We should have uh, known that he was going to die right
1: away because his name was Tim. Sure. It's not a Star Wars name. No. Yeah, that is. That actually is very true. That is probably the least. We should have realized almost immediately. Oh, this guy's not making it out. I think that literally might be the least Star Wars name out of any Star Wars name I've ever heard. Tim. But yeah. Guys literally unarmed. Running at them. Stop, stop, stop. Shoots him dead. Dead. Give me your gun, run back to the ship and hide. I went well, not just hide, but he took off, yeah, well, and he exploded. But it was just like, okay, like that is something that happens in our world a lot, and Star Wars just kind of went there with it. Um, I dig it though, because they're not afraid to throw some real world stuff into that. We're not playing. Around, we're not pussyfooting around some real issues with Star Wars. Like, and my co worker said the same thing. He was like, I caught that as well. I was like, interesting. They, they should be doing stuff like that. But, um, yeah, fucking Tim. No,
0: no, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think the themes with this show are going to be very, very, uh, real, prominent is the word that I want to use because it has the opportunity to use a lot of themes that we don't typically see in uh big budget, you know, blockbuster style television shows or even movies for that matter. Um, it, Tony Gilroy, him being a part of it and directing and, and kind of show running. Actually, it's funny. He didn't even direct the first three episodes. He's writing and excuse He's me. Not, yeah. Um, and he may direct some, but as far as writing goes, I think he, uh, he is not afraid to implant real life things that are happening into a show like this, because there are not very many opportunities to be able to tell certain things. Mm -hmm. And if you get the chance, you're going to do what you can to tell them. Um, It's a very realistic world, a real realistic look at star Wars. Um, And I've seen, look, we're going to, there's going to be a lot of repeating from other shows and people online and stuff, but like, The words that everyone is using are gritty, grounded, intense, real, raw. You know, like those are all of the words that this show is like throwing at you as you're watching with these episodes. And it's true. It's very, very true. We've never gotten a Star Wars show like this ever. A Star Wars movie like this ever. Um, It's usually, uh, you know, lightsabers or... uh, First Order versus the Resistance or the Rebel Alliance versus the Empire. And obviously, look, I know that it's getting there because Cassian is a big part of the Rebel Alliance at some point. But it's such a ground level look at Star Wars in a small but big way. It's a very small personal story right now. And eventually we're going to get to a point where it becomes much bigger, where it becomes much, much bigger. But it's a very, very small look at what Star Wars can do with storytelling. I mean, the first three episodes took place in one town, like it—it it took place in one town, and we hardly saw ships being used. Like, obviously, they're in the background, or we saw them used here and there. Um, but it was pretty much in one single town for the first what you said two. Hours, it's basically equals two hours of, yeah. of Andor. The only so, time we saw anywhere other was, well, no. Yeah. it was the beginning, and then Stellan Skarsgård's character coming into the town essentially is what we saw, and uh... and the police, the cops, whatever you no, want. No,
1: to. no, no, um, Canary, for the quick. Little yeah, bit.
0: okay, Canary. So, but but again, like there's still very minimal moments that in the first three episodes, anyway, that make us think that it's Star Wars. Like we took place inside a town with real people, right? We weren't using like CGI or anything. Um, hard mine workers. They're they're not technically mine workers, but they were, you know, heavy equipment. Uh, They're at a scrap planet. They're they're doing all kinds of scrap work. It's such a small look at Star Wars, Mm -hmm. but it's still like, I don't remember or I can't off the top of my head, think of something that's just as intense or serious or like kind of anxiety driven as much as Andor has been so far. Um, There's been a lot of moments that, whether it be the conversation with with Andor and Stellan Skarsgård's character inside the warehouse, or the moment with Tim and uh, and is it Bex? Bex, Beck, It's Bick. Or is it Bex? Bex. I think it's Bex. I could Bex. be wrong, but I think it's Bex. I think it's Bex. Um, yeah. And like that moment, like there's so many of these of these moments that you're kind of like tensing up because you're wondering what's going to happen mm-hmm. and you like and, and it comes down to like even the smallest of moments of where Cassian and Selens Skarsgård's character were having just a conversation and you're like <laughs> Andy, we don't have Bix I only know Bix. You... it's Bix not Bex Bix okay thank you Bix Andy, That's the
1: only reason I know that is because I lived with an Australian and otherwise <laughs> we would have no idea what Wheat Bix is
0: Yes, Andy, uh, it is just an Aussie thing. But uh, anyway, anyway, what I was just getting at is like, so far the writing has been so good that it has not only captured the tone of the story, of what it's supposed to be. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of that obviously has to do with filmmaking side of it all, but the writing plays a major part, and it's the major, it's the part that starts it all. Yeah, it's not only starting or or playing to the tone, but it's. Creating this, like, di- this—I guess this is a different world that we haven't seen from Star Wars before. That is almost blowing our mind. That because it's so different, it's so new, it's so unique, and we're just like so enthralled by it. Even though we we know and can think like, okay, of course this has happened before, we just haven't seen it, and it's shocking to think to think to an extent that we've never seen this in all of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. But we've never seen something like this before. Um, It gets me so excited for like the next nine episodes, just because.
1: Well, like I said, not even nine. There's going to be twenty four. Well, yeah,
0: for uh, yeah, season two, of course, duh. But but, uh, I mean, it's like
1: I'm thinking like if this is just three of the twenty four, because I remember it's not even
0: the heart of the story right now either. It's like we're not even to the thick of. Of him being introduced to what the rebellion is like this is this was like think of it this way all of this happened because of a jealous boyfriend yeah oh yeah that's why all of this happened this wasn't uh you know x-wings attacking a space ship or like uh doing a heist run for a quaxium or anything like that
1: it did happen because of a murder
0: no, I get that. But like, <laughs> ultimately, Ka- well, yes, but Cassian was only found because Tim Tam decided yes. to rat.
1: Yeah, like, that's fair. That's fair.
0: It it only happened because of a jealous boyfriend not wanting his girl to be taken from him. Yeah. Like, we're not even touching the rebellion side of it all. That's like, that's crazy to think about, is that this intense of a story was told because a boyfriend got a little too jelly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Murder. I'm telling you, if Tim Tam didn't
1: it didn't didn't rat, the murder wouldn't have existed. It wouldn't have mattered. Uh so okay, so then let's just go if since we're talking about the murder part. I love by the way that I keep calling him Tim Tam. It's so great. Tim, Sure, Tim Tam. So great. Um <laughs> Andy. <laughs> he literally was jealous over nothing and he died. Um that's true. That is true. You can't compare. Um Still not sure how he died. I mean, just a blunt force to the back of the... Uh, Who? Dude, the main guy. The one that died. He's not breathing. That guy. Oh, yeah. Guy. I think he probably just hit the wall or something. Like, it just happened. Yeah. Yeah, That was a nice shot to the head. But One uh, small little turn to, like, the temple or something. That dude's gone, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Um, I cannot stand it in a good, like, not... Personally, but just like because of the story, like kind of like a you can't stand Joffrey in Game of Thrones types can't stand. Um, the um, uh, crap, what are they called? The the cop people. I'm drawing, yeah,
0: I, right. I, I need clarification on, on their names. So I saw Jeff- Thomas tweet guys in blue, the Nova Corps. The- thank you. They are please, literally, please. Please. what, what the are the name of the yeah. Nova Corps? I know I saw They're a bad version of the Nova Corps, obviously. I've
1: gotten their name mixed up a couple times. Um, But they are so effing annoying. Uh, The Corporate Tactical Forces. Okay. The Corpos. Corpos is what they've been calling them. Thank you. The Corpos. That's right. Thank you, Andy. They are literally mall cops that didn't get into the Academy. That is literally how I picture them, where they're just like, you weren't good enough to be a policeman. So you took the next best thing you could to be a policeman and you got a mall cop security job. And there's always, no matter what job it is, there's always that one annoying person that like, everyone's here, I'm going to be the best and this is the morally right thing to do. And that's what the serial character is. Drive me nuts. Cause I, I think I'm relating it to real things. And so like, it's just Probably. like the whole entire time. And then you got the guy that I swear was Mike Myers. Um, Oh the the guy that came in and came the in the bigger charge. guy Curtis called him Fat Bastard from Austin Powers but He was uh, great though I thought he killed Oh he was great he was annoying I thought He was so great Yeah he was but um yeah they're all just so freaking annoying and just like in in a like character that you want to hate type way um well you can just tell that like even like when they came to
0: um is the planet called Ferrix, right? The main Faryx. planet? Yeah, the or one where they're planet? on where they're on. Ferrix. I believe it's called Ferrex. Ferrex. Um, Fef. when they're on Fex, Fex thank Fest. You. Fest. Fest, Fest. No, I don't Oh, Ferrix. It's Ferrix. It is, is Ferrix. Fest, Fest is the cover that Andor Andor said he was from. Oh, that's right. That's right. He, that's the planet that they said that he was from, but he's not right. really from there. That's um funny. it's ferricks yeah so uh when they're on ferricks you can tell when they're kind of running around doing their thing they look like amateurs they don't they don't look like anything super special <laughs> They're um, yeah in in that moment where tim tam gets shot mm-hmm. uh it's that moment of he realization like oh was i supposed to shoot that guy and then of course the guy that steps up says hey get out of here give Go me your away. gun, your your gun. yeah so it it's it's a very they are very interesting group of people, um, you can tell some people take it a little bit more serious than others. Being being the Cyril, the main guy that we meet, um, that we kind of follow, see see everything through his eyes essentially as far as the corpus go. Um, it's inter- it, I think it's a great start for it's a great introduction to like foe. As I put up air quotes for Andor to face in the first couple of episodes, as we kind of get reintroduced to him, because we know Andor, but we know Andor five years later. We don't know this Andor. Yeah. He's a very, very different character from when we knew him. I mean, the World Empire's
1: World. not even in play yet.
0: Yeah. Like it's, it's just a, it's, you should go in like thinking you don't know a single thing about anybody because Andor, he's, he's significantly different. Mm. Um, and I thought it was a great first, like, foe that Andor had to kind of, like, come up against. Um, I don't know how they fit into, like, future stuff. Because, obviously, Andor's now kind of being recruited into the into the Rebellion. Uh, Luthan has kind of brought him along. They're on the ship together. It's the last time we see them. And I imagine they're going to some kind of Rebellion hideout or meetup or something to get off the radar. To kind of go off the grid a little bit. <clears throat> and... I don't know how the corpos follow. If it's just the one corpo, if Cyril is the oh, only understand. one that follows, uh, and it maybe, like, catapults him into joining the Empire somehow.
1: But, I think uh, he's going to go...
0: I think he's going to essentially go, like, wall. Like, I think, like, like,
1: ditch the corpos and do his own thing. He'll go AWOL ditching the corpos, but he's going to go rat to an empire person that I think it's going to be that blonde lady that we see in the trailer a lot Mm -hmm.
0: who Uh, her
1: character name is Deidre Miro Deidre Miro. I think she, I I don't know what her status is going to be. Let's just like a governor of a sector. I don't know, but he's going to be like, Hey, there's some of this going down. I think it's part of, your rebellion or whatever. And then eventually they'll find each other at some point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it makes I, sense. I think logic. I mean, I, I don't see how Cyril would just find them without. They spent too much, they spent too much time on him to, for him to disappear. Exactly. I think I it would not make sense to me, personally, if Cyril just... Oh, I found him on mm-hmm. uh, this planet and I'm going after him. However, it could make sense to me if he then... If he takes this to someone in the Empire who kept, their ear listens, catches his ear a little bit, and then like they then... Are trying to find the rebellion i think because there was a blatant like there's not one there's two like and i think that is going to be the thing that like catapults like there's a thing going on there's a cell and where they're going to spin it to be bigger than it already is well i think i think at this point
0: the rebellion or even if they're calling themselves the rebellion um they're definitely on the Empire's radar at this point. Like, it kind of just makes sense. Yeah. You know, like, it it definitely makes sense that they're on uh, some sort of cell or the Rebellion in general is on the Empire's radar. Because we see it in Rebels. Like, they, they're kicking and doing their own thing in Rebels for quite a while. Yeah. And this kind of takes place in a very similar timeline. Um, not exact, but similar. Uh, yeah, so seeing Serial's during Serial, oh, I just, I just want to say Serial is what Cereal. I want to say. Um, well, I mean, everyone out
1: foods, so
0: yeah. Uh, seeing Cereal's journey is going to be very interesting. I'm, I'm, uh, very curious on where he ends up. Um, can we talk about, I want to talk about two things, Brian, and, and we can start with one at a time, but mm-hmm. I love Bix. I love her. I think She's that she is such a great addition to, uh, Star Wars in general. Um, you know, not only is she just a great character, but they're putting her in this kind of like almost leadership role. You know, like we see throughout the three episodes that she's kind of the one that's like pushing things forward with what feels like some kind of black market underground thing that they're doing there <laughs> on um, uh And yeah, I, I just, I think the character is so cool. I would love to see her... I don't know if that's going to happen, but I would love to see her join Cassian on his journey to be a a a rebel. Um, I don't know if that'll happen, but um, I I hope we see more of her every every episode. I hope her sword doesn't get cut short because I think she's a great addition and not necessarily a co-lead, but she's
1: a very strong supporting character right now in this show. The way they ended it with her just kind of getting messed up and then just like running away like it doesn't strike me as like that's the last we're going to see of her for sure like it seemed very open-ended especially like we know some of the most pissed well not most like almost every single person like that has a story of in the rebellion like one big thing happened that pissed them off to where they ended up joining or Being a part of a cause hers seems to be the just outright blatant murder of Tim. Tim. Like Grant, did he? He deserved it. I mean, yeah, he He deserved it. Come on, just say it. Just say it. Yeah, he deserved it. I, I mean, was it cold blooded how they just shot him while he was unarmed running down the street? Yeah, absolutely. The dude should not have gone charging into a group of weapon hungry people. No, no. But at the same time, like the guy didn't need to shoot him, Mm -hmm. didn't need to shoot him. Uh, I would assume that is going to be her breaking point, if you will, where it's like. This is corrupt, blah, 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 like everyone seems to have in Star Wars that's in the rebellion. A breaking point the thing that tipped them over the edge to joining the rebellion or being a part of this side because of some injustice, hers will be the downright just shooting him unarmed. Not just that, but
0: we also have to keep in mind, she she is the reason that Luthen came. To Ferex. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, like she
0: already had, and well, wh- wh- whether or not she knew, like maybe she knew. I don't know, but or maybe she's even a part of it, and we don't know. Is she had a rebellion connection? I mean, like, he is
1: her rebellion connection. She's so she's
0: clearly working for the rebels without possibly knowing that she's working with the rebels, um, or just because it hasn't been fleshed out yet, she's actually a rebel. In disguise. Like, undercover. Like, just kind of hiding out, doing her own thing. Like, we don't know. She's clearly doing things... Like, we saw her go up in that tower, right? You know, the at secret tower. And, yeah, and, like, I... she's, she's doing things that that scream rebel. Like, they just yeah. scream
1: rebel. Or um, right, at least uh, it, an insurgent type of... Yeah, type and
0: like... I, I would love to see...
1: <sighs> Excuse
0: me. I, I would love more. to see her journey continue into a path of like joining the rebellion like officially if she hasn't already uh and i i just i also just love adria arjona like i think she is such a strong actress that does not get recognized enough she was in that awful just like terribly awful morbius film Nothing that she did wrong. She just, you know, she got casted in a movie.
1: That's where I recognize. Yeah, she's she's from Morbius,
0: but she's in a lot of stuff. She's in. Let me pull her up. She's actually in a lot of stuff.
1: Like four or five days ago, so that makes sense Um, why she looked so familiar. She's in that
0: movie Six Underground with Ryan Reynolds on Netflix. She's one of the six people. Um, and then she was in the Father the Father of the Bride remake. Uh, and then she was also in Triple Frontier on Netflix and then in a in a, that uh, Wizard of Oz show Emerald City back in 2017 yeah. um
1: no, I was morbius that
0: yeah she she definitely she definitely uh, is someone who can be very very uh, prominent on screen but I think this is the role that's going like, to catapult her I think she's going to catch a lot of eyes in this show uh-huh. and I hope her story is not cut short I hope to see her all nine episodes I do I want to see her all nine episodes um so I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what she does next. But let's talk about my dude, Stellan Skarsgård.
1: Oh, tell got, me uh, why I immediately thought you were going to go to B2 Emo. No, no, no,
0: no, no. We can talk <laughs> about him next. Um, Stellan Skarsgård is the best thing to be added to Star Wars in years. I
1: love this dude. He fits um, perfectly.
0: He is such a perfect fit for the type of role that he's playing. Um. I also love that he says Cassian Ander. Like, it's just so Cassian great. An- it's, it's just, the, his, voice okay.
1: so just <laughs> his,
0: his voice is so mesmerizing. His voice is so
1: mesmerizing.
0: Yeah, the role that he plays is fantastic. And I'm excited to see what his relationship is like with Cassian. I'm very curious if all of the things that we learn in Rogue One, if Luthan is essentially his uh, mentor. If Cassian oh, learns from Luthen, and then once we watch Rogue One again, because we saw that scene with uh, Cyril where he goes, "Kill him, kill him, can't keep him alive, kill him." Well, so right? and what's what's
1: Andor doing in Rogue One? He's literally going around murdering fools. I think so. One theme that you're hitting on right now that I was going to bring up is it very much seemed like it started out like. Oh my god, I killed one person. Uh or killed two people. It's like, oh my god, I killed these people. What am I gonna do? Like, I'm a horrible person, blah 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 blah. Like I took a life, blah blah blah. You meet him, and and immediately it's like, this is war lives are expendable. And that if you've watched Rogue One, you know Cassian is just like. The first time we meet Cassie, and he kills Tivik. Exactly, like people just shoot him in the back, easy. So, like that's something I immediately picked up on. Was like, okay, they made it like because he was covering his tracks. So please help me, blah 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 blah. And then immediately, like once he met him, it was just like, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, dead explosion. Do you have any more of those charges? Let's blow them up. Like it immediately went out the window. So yes, I definitely think what you just said of like the this mentor kind of like he's going to get hardened in the world of war because of this guy
0: and we already got number one rule number one and number two do you remember what they are brian
1: kill or be killed no i don't know i literally have no idea don't talk about fight club Rule basically don't talk yeah. about the rebellion.
0: First rule about the rebellion is don't talk about the rebellion. Yeah. Uh, rule number one is don't carry a transmitter. That can be tracked. Yes. And rule number two is always get your exit on your entrance. Yep. I'm telling you, scars Skarsgard is the man.
1: Yeah. He's so good. He was born. In the Star Wars world, he was born to play this type of character. Like not no force, no bad guy with connections to the Empire. No, he is a hardened. Rebellion. Asshole like just like he was meant to play Selvig in the MCU. uh, I could beg to differ on that one. You don't like Selvig. I think he could have been used as a better character, but um, I, per- I mean, dude, he was like a catapult of the Avengers movie. Yeah. But opinion. anyone could have played. I mean, he didn't do anything crazy. Like as for as big as this actor is. Um No, this like if roles were made for certain people, like this, this one, it almost feels like, okay, here's Stellan Skarsgård. Make him a perfect role and we'll work around him. Not like, hey, we made this character. Who can we find? It almost yeah. felt like it was like, here's him. Let's make the perfect role for him. And this is literally the perfect role for him. I don't think yeah. I could see him as anything else other than this, like, gritty, murderous, a-hole, like... I, it's perfect, and the from what we know of how Andor is in Rogue One, it, it fits. Like I already, I don't even see more. I'm like, yeah, I understand. Like, I it well, makes sense.
0: I agree. I agree. Uh, question from Gordon here: Do you think Luthen will survive until the end? No, I'm starting to think Andor's going to be one that kills him. You think?
1: When, I mean. Can you imagine? I don't, that? I don't think, I don't think Anor is going to kill him. I think he'll be, I'm just thinking uh, like in the like shock factor of like betray, like something maybe like he just like, it'd I, be too I, solo-y like, for me. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But, does
0: kill Solo kills Beckett. Like, that's true. Yeah. I, obviously, like never say never, but that'd be very
1: solo-ish. Obviously. I just don't see like the empire. Ta- I would be kind of disappointed if the empire takes him out. I'm, uh, I, don't know. I mean, why, why would you be disappointed? It's kind of what happens to a lot of people. Like, I would like to see, like, give he if he's going to go out, I need to see, like, something, like, I'm just like, damn. I don't want to see, like, go, I'll protect you. Like, I don't want, I want to see, like, and I, it's just kind of like, We've already seen how Rogue One ends, they all die in a blaze of glory. Like, I don't want to see him die in a blaze of glory. I like something that would shock me. Like, I mean, I feel like it's kind of hard to imagine that Stellan Skarsgard's character would just be roaming around after this. Like, he seems like he's full into the rebellion. And if the, like, a, a synonymous, like, like Mon Mothra, Mon Mothma Rebellion like you associate immediately like that and I feel like he's going to be one of those characters that you're going to immediately now associate with the rebellion and it doesn't make sense to me that he wouldn't be anything forward like what so I yes I think he's going to bite the bullet at some point.
0: I think so too. I don't think we'll see him in season two. Um, oh, you because... think he's going die in season one? Mm-hmm I uh, see. I think he makes it to season two because what what we've been told about season two is that it's 12 episodes and every three episodes is essentially a one year arc. It's one year, jumps a year, jumps a year, et cetera, et cetera. So there's, there's four years told in that time frame, um, which makes me believe that with this one telling an expansive story that can take place in a certain amount of time, there's more than likely a chance of him dying now than it would be later because it wouldn't be as impactful in just a three episode arc. I could be wrong. I could very well be wrong. And I don't want to see him go. Trust me, I, because I love the dude. I think right now he's my favorite part of the series. Like he's legitimately my favorite part of the series right now. No, I don't disagree. Um, so, and I'm really excited to see what happens to him next. Uh, I do want to get to a couple things in the comments because John Pedro asked, and then Andy kind of picked back up on it. Uh, John Pedro asked, Andor becomes Fulcrum, right? Now, I don't believe he's ever an official fulcrum, but he works for a fulcrum and Andy, I know that you're big on this. So correct us if we're wrong. Um, He never actually becomes like a title fulcrum. Uh, And I haven't read every single book out there, but I know of the two fulcrums that we know of are Bail Organa and Ahsoka. I don't know of any other fulcrums personally, I'm not caught up on all the books, comics, etc. So there might have been more announced. Brian, do you have any other thoughts on that? I
1: mean, I have a feeling they're just going to kind of be like, he was a a fulcrum. Just like kind of throw it in somehow at the end. But... Oh, Oh, Kalos Kalos was one too, yes, duh, and
0: Rebels. Yes, 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 obviously, yes. Thank you. you. I think
1: they're going to find a way to like make him one, but it's not going to be as like prominent as the three that we had before. Um, She's ready for you to be done. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think he's going to be, well, no, I was going to say, I don't think he's going to be as namesake as the other ones, but he's definitely, he definitely would be by the end of this. I don't know.
0: I mean, time will tell. And, and the, the weird thing is, is if they were to ever drop the fulcrum name in the show, only the hardcore people would know what it is. Uh, it, yeah, It's yeah. not something that's known. You have to like. Watch. You have to do a full yeah. explanation of what fulcrum means and like what it is. And I ex- mean, that's even in Rogue me. One, even in Rogue One, like we didn't know that bale Organa. It was never explained that Bail Organa, Bail Organa was a fulcrum in that movie, but we knew because he was obviously a part of the Senate, working for the Rebellion. Like you'd have to be an animated watcher, not a casual yeah. watcher. Yeah. Um. Gordon again here. Do you think we might get Ahsoka eventually? No, she's not showing up in this.
1: No one from any of the new stuff is going to be in this. Yeah.
0: This is as real. You're not. I, and this is my hope. I hope we don't get a single lightsaber. No, Uh, I don't want one either. I, I hope we don't see anything that's absolutely pure Star Wars. I want exactly what these, uh, what these first three episodes have been showing, I think um, the the biggest—that's what I hope.
1: The biggest like thing, maybe like a name drop. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably where your your big like you're not going to get freaking Ahsoka showing up. You're not going to get a lightsaber or stuff you may get, I think the most logical thing would be something along the lines of like, my daughter Leia is on top of it. Something like something along those lines, like where it's like, you might get like a name drop or where you're like, maybe a scene where like Bale is saying something where it's like, yeah, I remember, um, chancellor palpatine and his was very close with uh, a jedi named anakin skywalker like some something like that where you're just like oh shit, like some where you catch like that but you're not gonna it's not gonna be like a character showing up i hope we get none of that you don't want you and i mean it makes sense to me like hearing like him be like my daughter Leia's in the Junior Senators or something like that. Something well, like what, that. what, like, what,
0: like, who says Bail is going to be in this though? He's for sure going to be in this. I don't. I mean, maybe there's. I mean, I don't know if it's been confirmed out there. It might be.
1: Now um, here's. I would love for us nerds like to get like a a name drop of like Ransom Casterfo. Like, give me that. I'll like i ran, Ransom's my a long ways off. It's a long ways off. I'm just saying something like that. Like, if they want to drop, like, a name from a book or something like that, like, one of those type of characters, like, sure, give me one of those. That That's not going to change the outcome of my story. Like, Luke Skywalker showing up would in something. Like, like that type of, I don't need the flash and awe of, like, oh, this character just showed up. Like, mm-hmm. just for, to show up. Yeah but like if they want to throw like palps on like a hologram from a senate thing like okay like that i can deal with but it needs to make sense it doesn't need to just be ahsoka or like something like that Darth vader like no i don't need that i'm good keep this grounded revolving around this these characters
0: now, keep it where it's at. It's been doing great things so far. So just keep it where it's at.
1: Yeah, I don't mind. The, um, I don't mind the name drop, though. All
0: right, Brian. Last thing that we can talk about before we head out of here is the flashbacks. A uh, big part of this show so no, far. Talk
1: about a little B two emo.
0: Oh, sorry. We can talk about it. Let's talk. Let's talk about B two emo. Let's talk about B two emo.
1: He's, he is emo. Uh,
0: B two emo is uh, one of the most unique droids we've ever gotten in Star Wars.
1: He got um, peed on.
0: He's yeah. He did uh but he played he acted as a fire agent that's his own fault um he looks like a fire <laughs> he does look like a fire agent uh, just a beefed up version uh he speaks basic which is i think is a really yes. cool addition to the droid uh we only obviously get the translator droids that do that um protocol droids but um he also has this very interesting relationship with cassian mm-hmm. as cassian has does have with a lot of uh droids obviously we know his relationship with k2 and rogue 1 which we'll get to in season 2 i believe um yeah i mean what a great little addition uh i love the 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 conversation between him and cassian where cassian's is trying to tell him to lie and uh you know droids don't understand
1: yeah They're just yeah too good
0: hearted. So, yeah um no i i, I think i think b2emo is definitely an incredible uh addition to the star Wars droid world. Um, and, uh, I can't wait to see more from him. I hope we get to lo- get a lot more of him because right now, obviously Cassian's leaving and he's left on the planet.
1: So I do hope we get to see more of him. So I think you will. I think you might get, I think he might honestly be in more flashbacks. Like I think, I think so he's going to be a flashback person. Mm-hmm. Cause I think you're going to get a lot of, I mean, we saw when Cassian got, Which we can segue into when he got picked up off of uh, his own planet. um, He B2 was there when he was in the ship and he was all sparkly, shiny, new. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think he, because it, I don't know about you, but it seemed like we weren't going to probably see his adopted mother anymore. Like that might be it. And it just kind of like goes from there. Like you knew the flashbacks like that. Those two characters will probably be more flashbacky than going forward. Do you think do you think we'll go back to that planet? I think
0: there's a chance. It depends on where Vix is. Um, It depends on on where she is in the storyline, if she's leaving the planet or not. As far as Cassian's story, I don't think Cassian's ever going back. Um, it really just depends on how much they're going to tell a story with Bix. I do think that she'll probably leave the planet, or at least lay low elsewhere for a little while. His adopted I, mother? No, Bix. Oh, 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 sorry. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that it, as far as the adopted mother goes, which is Marva, Marva, yeah, it's Marva. it's Marva, yeah, um, who is played by Fiona Shaw, and she is great. Mm-hmm. uh as as Marva. Um I think that what you're saying about her being a prominent uh source for the flashbacks is probably true. Um I hope we get flashbacks every episode. I so far I'm really digging the flashbacks. I think it's a very interesting idea and what an incredible um incredibly interesting backstory to tell for Cassian. Um it's a like, he, co- he comes from this very interesting world that we have no idea about. Like, there's no adults around. Um, they don't speak basic. They speak a different
1: language. Uh, it's a very primitive uh, species. Yeah, there does not seem to be. It seems like a very. Uh, yeah. What's the term? Primitive? Per- yeah, primitive. Like, there's no techno. Like, they were like in awe of that ship crashing into their planet. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I'm, I'm extremely interested in, in that. I, I'm, I'm
0: a little, interested there was also farming. like
1: a little bit of like Canary, like kind of almost like, yeah, well,
0: I'm, I'm interested. In, obviously we heard that there was a mining disaster. Um, mm-hmm. and we get it, we get a shot of the mine in the flashback of, of kind of what it looked like, uh, I'm interested if we end up ever go back to Qunari, mm-hmm. uh because he's obviously gone, right? He left. He's with Marva. Um, they took him. He was knocked out cold and she didn't want to leave him there. Um, and it almost feels like, because at the beginning of the episode, Cassian was looking for his sister, which mm-hmm. now we kind of know that it's his legit sister. It's not some agent or something. Yeah. He's actually looking for his real sister. Um, and... Yeah, I mean it's it's all interesting. I, I would love to go back to Kanari because it's it's very it makes it's sense. a very unique, um, intriguing world, but now he's with he's with Marva and like that story obviously to where he is now, it might be a little bit more important. So yeah, I mean she literally
1: got abandoned on the yeah. planet. Mm-hmm. Not to her choice like I mean it's not like Cassie had a choice. Um, which is probably not obviously not going to even be his name. Probably by the end of this, um, I think there's there's a hundred percent chance that you will be stepping back on that planet at some point. Canari, do you think time. he steps back? He steps back as an adult. A hundred percent. I know. Oh yeah. I yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know for what reason because the sister is clearly not on the planet uh, anymore. Like she got off. I think that they'll meet off planet. Um. Yeah, but I don't. I I think you will step back on that planet, even for a second, something quick. I think so too. I mean, I I I think
0: Canary is a very interesting idea. Um. And I think it has a lot of possibilities. What an interesting way to tell a story of like a primitive human species, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, that gets like all of this. Um well, it's sorry, the planet is called Kanar, but the species is called Kanari. Yeah. That's why we keep saying Kanari. Sorry, Gordon. Yes, you're right. It's called Canar, but we're saying canari, we're talking about them specifically. Um, I love the idea of like a species being awoken to a new world in the sense of like technology and everything. Um, and I think well, it's
1: not, it is extremely rare that the humans mm-hmm. are the ones that are. Well, I think, are, think there's a civilized.
0: I mean, this isn't a know. spoiler. Cause it was in, it was the opening scene of the official trailer uh, that we got a few months ago, but there's a scene of what looks like Kanar and a Star Destroyer comes flying mm. over the top of them. So um, it obviously, it looks like we're going to be going back there in some capacity. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm very intrigued. Look, the show in general has been fantastic so far. three episodes. They're awesome. I'm probably going to watch them at some point over the next week. <laughs> I think I'm
1: going to rewatch it again after. We get yeah, it,
0: it, it definitely, um, it, it's definitely a great start to this series. We have nine episodes left. Uh super, super excited that they're going this far into it. And it taking is taking the time Kinari. to tell it is Canari? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, 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 cool. Um uh taking the time to tell the story of Cassian and everything that's involved with him. He's a really interesting backstory. Uh and yeah, and John Pedro, I hope to god his sister's not card dune.
1: No. Who wait, what not-
0: he said maybe his sister is card <laughs> No, no, no. His sister Oh, said- Andy, goodness.
1: Oh, Andy. I yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think his sister is going to end up being someone. I think someone said it probably oh, in the yeah, empire. Imperial. Samir, Samir, that would be a, that would be a freaking twist that. What are you going to do? Like you left. I I could absolutely see that you left me. What else was I supposed to do? Like I needed a way to get off. And how many times have we seen? I mean, look at Han. He needed a place a way to get off. So he joined the empire. I I could absolutely see it. You left me. I needed a way to get off the planet. This was my way out. I could absolutely see that being the story. Although she was potentially a hooker, so that might not be. We
0: don't know if they were hooking Brian.
1: It was a. It, literally. They literally said a brothel. Oh,
0: okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, all right. Before we get out of here. Uh, we do have a Streamlabs sent here by one Therrell on Fiction. Thank you, Theral, so much. He said, besides the Blade Runner's theme, Andor is basically a 1939 French man finds decoder box to be rescued by older British man from Axis for- Axi forces. Notice two aliens nervously sit in the back of bus due to fear. Is Andor tribe like Incans with
1: blowguns? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're They're definitely primitive species for sure. Primitive is yeah, they're definitely primitive. I mean, yeah, they were going up against people with a literal ship Mm -hmm. that flies through space and they killed them with blow darts. For sure. No, I agree. I agree. Uh all right, Brian, any final thoughts before we wrap up here? I'm very excited for the show. This is gonna be such a good show. And I I I feel like this is a show that can be interpreted a lot of different ways by a lot of different people. So I think that it's gonna be very interesting. And I'm I'm very excited to hear what other people have to say about it. And like I said, I haven't seen one person on Twitter say a negative word so far. Agreed. At least on my threads. Like I haven't I haven't even seen a retweet of someone being like, this guy's an idiot. Like nothing. It's all, it's been pretty positive all the way around. And I think if that's how we're starting it off, then I'm excited. I think Gray's excited too. And they're both very excited.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Kylo's breathing down my neck right here. Hi, Bubba. Uh, all right, everybody, that's going to wrap up today's Andor review. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, that is the first episode of the Fan Lauren Club. We are back reviewing Andor. Um, and we'll be here for the next, uh, now, nine weeks, or eight weeks, excuse me, uh, being that we reviewed the first three. three, oh, uh, no, one, two, three, no, nine weeks, nine. I'm sorry, Yeah, nine weeks, so it's ten total weeks, I apologize, uh, hope everyone is doing great out there, staying safe, all that good stuff, um, and he says, there were some doofuses in the Star Wars Explained chat, but otherwise, yeah, people are yeah. loving it, there's always yeah, doofuses, this thing is going
1: here. till November 23rd, loving so.
0: it, uh, gonna you're going to see call. us here every Wednesday, uh, obviously, with She Hulk on Thursdays, we try to keep Fridays open for ourselves, and then uh, the boys are doing Rings of Power on Saturdays. We'll be here on Wednesdays. Uh, it'll be a lot easier now that there's only one episode to watch. Thank you. We, we can dive into stuff a lot more now. Um, shows might be end up a little being a little shorter, not so much the coverage, but we'll be here on Wednesdays covering it. We're hoping to get Gio and Jacob on as well. Uh, I know that they definitely want to talk it, and then we we're looking to get some guests, so you could possibly be seeing some new faces on the channel. Thanks to Andor. So uh, for Brian, for myself, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Stay tuned for She-Hulk tomorrow and Rings of Power on Saturday. But until then,
1: i will catch you guys next time.